Welcome to episode 55 of Checking the Gate. All right, we're the Film and Religion Podcast. Old enough for the AARP discount. Yes. We're 55. <laughs> I'm Robert Wright Stasco. I am Michael M. Patty. And today's episode, uh, we're going to have lots of fun talking about televangelists. Yes. And in uh, our main feature, the 1992 classic uh, featuring everybody who's been in every movie since then and you forgot yeah. was in this. That's exactly how I felt watching those opening titles, man. Leap <laughs> of Faith with Steve Martin. Deborah Winger. Meatloaf. Philip Seymour Hoffman. And Liam Neeson. Wow. And get this, guys. Liam Neeson plays a law enforcement officer. <laughs> Nobody gets kidnapped. Nobody gets shot. I don't it, think he even carries a gun in this. I one. don't think he even carries a gun. He does he not does have not, any certain set of skills. Well, he does. He does woo Deborah Winger. Yeah, that's a yeah. that's a skill. If yeah, you, if you know what I mean. <laughs> and then in TV Corner, we're going to look at some actual yeah televangelists. Yeah, we are. Uh, we've got kind of a theme episode. Of, you know the the preacher Steve Martin's not really a televangelist in this. Yeah, but it's the same sort of you know getting up on stage. And talking about the Lord, but really you're asking for money. And in the, the whole phenomenon of, of that that's been around at least since we were kids, if not earlier. Oh, the the Holy Roller uh, revivalist thing has been going on yeah. for centuries. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. But let's, uh, let's jump into Leap of Faith, shall we? Yeah. All yeah. right. So the first thing I, I really, I, I love this movie. And I have it on DVD, and I hadn't watched it in a long time. And I I watched it again, and man, that's that's a, a this is a quality filmmaking right here. Steve Martin, known for The Jerk, doing King Tut on um, <laughs> Saturday Night Too Live. Wild and crazy Two guys. wild and crazy guys. Uh, the Muppet Movie and the Muppet Show, uh, just. He does some acting in this, and he's phenomenal. Oh, Robert's looking at the back of the DVD right now. I, I'd like to point out the the special features on on the DVD. Widescreen version enhanced for 16 by 9 televisions. Oh, wow, yeah. English subtitles, everybody. <laughs> Dolby Digital in 5.1 surround, Dolby surround, and French stereo. Special features not rated. Hold me down. I know that's a that's a robust compilation right there. There weren't even any trailers at the <laughs> no, beginning. Not it even just a trailer. Yeah. So yeah, this this is from 2003. This DVD. There's so there's no excuse for that. No. It, it, other than they <laughs> dumped it onto disc. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I did not watch my DVD copy. It's on Amazon Prime. Oh, excuse me, Prime Video. Oh uh, yes. Yeah, if you're changed. if you're an Amazon Prime member, you can watch it for free. And then come back and, and listen to the show. As I've said yeah. before, why are you why are you listening to this if you haven't watched the movie? Yeah. Well, yeah, 20-year-old spoilers. Well, no, no, this yeah. is 25. 25. Yeah. Over 25 years old, though. But a, a testament to the quality of this movie, watching it again today, Mike sent me a text. Here's Okay, funny story. <laughs> funny story. Mike sent me a text. Yes. Oh, Leap of Faith is on Amazon Prime. So I went and looked it up on Amazon Prime. And it says two ninety nine. I'm like, well, I'm not gonna rent it, uh, so I was just gonna get it from the library. Well, it didn't come into the library from today, so I'm watching it 
like last minute, uh, we had to clean the church after our uh, Good Friday service last night. We're recording this this Saturday before Easter of 2018, for those of you keeping score. And so I'm trying to rush to watch this movie, and we watch like the last few minutes of it before the show. And Mike's like, well, I told you it was Amazon Prime. I'm like, yeah, but it was like three bucks. I wasn't going to rent it for three bucks when I can get it from library for free. He's like... No, there was like two of them on there. One of them was free. I'm like, oh, man. So, yeah, look for the free one on your Prime TV. Yeah, look for the little flag in the upper left corner. Yeah, so. It's the one that has the old, the the one that looks like the old DVD cover. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, yeah, he, I was impressed at how comic actor Steve Martin turns in a credible performance. You know, it's, I don't. I don't think he's ever acted as much as he does in this movie. He's he's phenomenal. Like the whole cast is great. Right. But in particular, he he pulls it off and it makes me wish he had more dramas like this in him. Yeah. In his career, I mean. The movie, the part of the movie is we have uh, Steve Martin who is a con man. He's a yeah, he's a He a, makes no bones about it. Yeah, he's a traveling preacher in quotes. Like his whole gig is him and his crew are in two trucks and two buses, and they go around the country, generally the heartland, setting up revival tents. And like Robert said, he makes no bones about it. He's just in it for the money. Yeah, and they show and, all the things they do to yeah. uh, fake the healings and fake uh, the miracles. Get and, information on the congregants so they yeah. can bring it up on stage. The double winger, like, uh, she has it all yeah. computerized and, uh, oh, go to this person yeah. in this row. And, yeah, because we heard him talking about this, this problem that they had and yeah. you can pray for that. And so he's, uh, yeah, he's he's, uh, he's a showman. So do and he's good at what he does. Yeah, does Are these still around? Like this, I've because seen I've seen revival tents, but not this big, and not. I with have this, never, yeah, not with this sort of intent. Yeah, they don't come to yeah. Cleveland. If yeah. if this is like I have never outside of this movie, I've never heard of anything like yeah. this where they set up in a field and preach for three days and then move on. There was one setting up on the very south side of my town. There's sort of an abandoned restaurant that called the Red Pepper. And it's in big neon letters on the sign that haven't lit up since I ever lived there. Uh, a couple of years ago, there was a tent out there for about a week during the summer. Okay, you know, come see the revival. I was I was driving past to go to my own church to go to my uh, rehearsal for worship team, and see that well, there's uh you know about a hundred people in there. Yeah. So all right. So in the in the course of this movie, they they breakdown in they're on their way to a big city where they're expecting to clean up and they have a breakdown they they end up in rustwater kansas i kansas, think yeah and they have to they uh, jonas steve martin decides you know they, they have to wait for a part and let's you know whatever let's just set up here and liam neeson is the the, the sheriff yeah he doesn't want him there he's like we haven't had rain all these farmers are you know losing their their farms and their houses. You know we can't afford a revival, but they Rein- talk them into doing it. Reinforcing the Irish cop stereotype. Yeah, <laughs> but he does have a hint of that accent. And <laughs> no, he does Just a tiny no, bit. Just a, yes, he does. He it, it sneaks all out. Irish. It's all Irish. 
There's no denying it. <laughs> but yeah, Deborah Winger takes a fancy to him, and uh, their relationship grows through that. And as the movie goes on, there, uh, Steve Martin's character, Jonas Nightingale, uh, he meets a a boy with like a he a, was, a bum leg. Or yeah, something. he was hit by a drunk driver and can't walk right. Yes. Yeah, and his sister they he was trying to flirt with the waitress in the diner who's the kid's sister. That's not really important because yeah. it doesn't go anywhere. Lolita Davidovich. Yeah, Davidovich. Davidovich. Lolita Davidovich. Lolita Davidovich. I'm gonna give up on that. All right. <laughs> Winner. <laughs> Yeah, she does. She does. Everyone in this movie is like excellent. She yeah. did a good job. This kid did a good job. We've seen him in other stuff. Like he's he a that guy now. He's yeah. like a yeah. We've seen him in a bunch of stuff. There's a lot. Of, there's a couple of that guys. And a, yeah, the, the cop at the beginning was yeah. a that guy in the '90s. So, but everyone's like brings their A game to this. Yeah. yeah, Lucas Haas was his name, right? Yeah, yeah. He's been a bunch of stuff. So. I mean, just so they, just, they everything's great yeah. in this movie. They set up. There's a there's a drought in the town. Everybody's struggling, and uh, and meanwhile, Liam Neeson is doing his best to try and shed light on this guy and yeah. expose him for what he is. But that see, that's that's I was gonna say this before. Uh, after 25 years, this movie holds up because oh yeah, I remember the scenes from this movie. Like oh yeah, twenty five years later, I remember I was waiting for that part where Liam Neeson shows up and tries to discredit him, and he's like, you know, how can you trust a uh, a, a a priest who's never done any sin in his life? But yeah. you know, I could, I've been there, I've done that, and I could. Who's yeah. gonna help you quit drinking? Somebody who's never had a drop? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was just it was just fabulous. And then there's the part where. Uh, it's sort of the turning point for Jonas's character, where uh, yeah, and then the 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 boy asks for "Where's my miracle?" and he's like, "I'm yeah. all out, kid. It's time to go." And the people start chanting, "One more, yeah, one he's, more." He goes out of. He kind of takes a shine to the the waitress and her brother. Yeah, and so he's like, goes out of his way not to, you know, not to do his shtick for them. Yeah, like like he. he he does his best to tell this kid, look, it's all it, it's all yeah. schlock. Yeah, uh, you know, don't don't think God's gonna do anything for you because uh, you know and he never did anything for me. Really, is what yeah. he tells him. And then, and then, like Liam Neeson goes in, busts in, tells everybody his real name, and that's when he gives the the speech yeah. about you know I yeah I've I've sinned, but I'm here now. And then, the kid gets up on stage, and can walk again. Yeah, it's a miracle, but but uh, and he doesn't know what to think. He's it, it's, yeah, it's it totally throws him. Yeah, like he's visibly shaken. Yeah, in in the movie. Yeah, and, he, and again, Steve Martin pulls it off. Yeah, and then like the guys on his crew, they think like this is their hail mary. This is like yeah. the best thing that's ever happened. Like Phil Seymour Hoffman comes in and like we got a. Yeah. Bring this kid in, put him on stage. Maybe we can reenact that with him every night. We'll go to Dallas and we'll make seven figures, man. And what does Jonas Nightingale do? He tells him to do it first. Yes, he tells him to do it. But then he's like, no, I can't yeah. do this. Like the kid, because the kid comes up and says, take me with you. And he's like, look, kid, I'm a faker. I've been a faker all my life. And cops don't scare me. You know, none of this other stuff scares me. The only thing that scares me is the genuine article. 
Yeah. And you kid, you're the genuine article. And the kid's like, well, what does it matter if you're fake or real as long as the job gets done? And I think this is the moral for our whole episode today is Steve Martin says, kid, it means all the difference in the world. Yeah. So and it's and that's yeah. like good screenwriting. It's, it's the moral of the story is right there where you yeah. know it. And he's and, and he sees not, it. You know yeah. he's uh, he's walking around out the the people gathered outside of the tent after this happens and everybody is going about their business and their spirits have been lifted and They're, they've seen the light and he's seen the light and he yeah. knows it and uh, what does he do? He skips town. He gives it all up. Yep. Now I I knew what happened because I I've, I've seen the movie before yeah. and I I remembered. But as I'm watching it again, I was wondering to myself, wouldn't would it have been more powerful if he had decided to take it to heart and practice what he preached? And then discussing with Robert before we started recording, I I realized no. It it took more of him to give up what he would was doing because it had been a lie. Yeah. It it was more if he had kept doing it it wouldn't it still wouldn't have been he he had no choice other than to give give it up and and go straight. Th- that's a, a truer character arc I think that we would it's like the the fiction is more true than real life where you know we'd want to see that happen to some of these folks that we're going to be discussing here in a few minutes in our yeah. TV corner where they would see the truth acknowledge it and then reject those things that are standing in the way of that truth that ultimate truth when you're faced with it this reality of well god's really doing something here and it has nothing to do with me that is a powerful moment, and uh, I like what uh, the writers did and uh, the way Steve Martin plays it. It's just beautiful. It's gorgeous. And then he's he's, he's hitching a ride out of town. It starts raining. You know, God's still yeah. working. And he, as he's driving, his last line of the movie is like, praise Jesus, and it yeah. sounds like he really means it. Yeah, and you know? <laughs> he, he leaves he leaves the, the business. Uh, he turns it over to Deborah Winger's character so she can – sell it and stay in town with Liam Neeson and uh, raise butterflies and live happily ever after. Yep. (laughs) So in this era of reboots and legacy sequels, do you think uh, there would be, even, even if they don't make, what, what do you think Jonas Nightingale or Joe Newton uh, would, would be up to 25 years later post, uh, revelation um do you think he'd have a, th- a web show or do you think he'd be a preacher or a, a minister under his own name or do you think he'd be just quietly working in a shelter or something or or would he have backslid i think he would have uh, picked up the banjo started a bluegrass band and toured the country <laughs> the joke being that's what and, yeah. Steve Martin has been doing in real life. He was just yeah. in Akron not too long ago. I heard him um, about two months ago on our uh, radio station. I'm part of the uh, Summit, 91.3 The Summit. I'm a sustaining member of the radio station. I support 
my local public radio, and they play like awesome music. But Steve Martin came with his bluegrass band, and he's like fantastic. I I had heard that he's like really awesome. They write these, you know, he writes some some serious songs, but he's got like his goofy comedy stuff that he does too. So, uh, but he's he's still putting on a great show. So, and that's what I'd like to think that Jonas Nightingale would have done. You know, found a way to continue to entertain people, but in an honest way. Yeah, maybe. TED Talks or <laughs> no, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, that wasn't even a, a joke but that's you know like by himself just yeah saying this is how I grew up this is how I made my living but I saw the light and this is what I'm doing yeah. now yeah I would be hey we, let's write that movie okay <laughs> leap of faith to leap of faither <laughs> to leap to faith oh Oh, let's not do that again. <laughs> All right, so your final judgment on Leap of Faith. Oh, it's a, a fantastic film that holds up. It doesn't feel dated at all. Highly recommended. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my opinion is uh, on a lot of these movies that we do, I mean, what movie did we do like two episodes ago? We can't even remember. It's forgettable. This movie we watched 25 years ago when it came out, and we we were... Like, oh, yeah, this scene's coming up. I remember it, it, it sticks yeah. with you. I, I can't believe we haven't done it before now on, yeah. on this show. Yeah, I think we're really looking forward to this. We're, we're saving it for a yeah. good one. So, so well, it, it was uh, my thanks to Mike for uh, insisting we do it for this episode. Good call, man. All right. This Happy was to a help. good movie. It was great to watch at this time of the year and – uh, you know, around Easter time, and it's just a quality movie. I love it. All right, so let's move on to TV Corner. Amen. All right, so in a TV Corner... Uh, we're going to turn to modern day televangelists because we all kind of grew up uh, knowing yeah. about Tammy Faye and Jim Baker and Pat Robertson. Don't forget Jerry Falwell. Jerry Falwell. Oh. Ernest Angley is like the local Akron yeah. televangelist here in Northeast Ohio. Yeah, I was watching a little uh, Ernest Angley uh, today yeah. before we recorded to kind of brush up. Um, because we're 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 doing TV corner a little different. We're not doing a show. We're kind of doing a genre. Yeah. The, what we focused on. I I watched a little Ernest Angley just because I could get it on my antenna upstairs, and then down here before we recorded, we were watching a little bit of the Jim Baker Show, which is at it's online. It's at jimbakershow.com and it's streaming on YouTube, and. Uh, I never watched a lot of these when I was a kid. Uh, I, I don't think a lot of kids watch. It's not exactly fun Saturday morning no. fair. No, the Ernest Angley was always on, uh, like, Channel 55. Yeah, I think I heard he owned Channel 55. He did. He does, really. Okay. I think, I think he's still on the air. I don't know if it's on the cable, but, like, 55.2. Yes, 55.2 is what I was is, watching. Yeah, that has, like, I think... All day, every day, Ernest Angley. Yeah, and but I watched a straight up episode off of YouTube because um, a lot of these guys have found a great outlet 
for probably less money for than owning a TV station <laughs> is <laughs> is uh, uh you know making a YouTube channel. So uh I watched several episodes uh last night actually. Okay. Um, got home from Good Friday service and uh got some more God in my life. So um I watched I didn't watch all of them but uh 700 Club, uh Ernest Angley and uh Jim Baker show from last yeah. week. So I I wish I had had more time b- to brush up because as I discovered uh just today in you know the hour and a half two hours I spent it's a rat hole. Oh. You could you could lose <laughs> yourself in because it, it doesn't really end. Right. Uh, well, we watch just a little bit of. It's sort of like QVC or the Home Shopping Network, yeah. where they're selling like uh, stuff to put in your doomsday shelter while you wait out the tribulation. Yeah. A uh, little uh, blender that uses uh, a mason jar, <laughs> a, a a toaster oven, and coffee maker in one for for only sixty four ninety nine. Only. But wow. but but that saves you the cost of. Buying two fifty dollar full size appliances, though, right? And it, it fits. It's it's compact to fit, yeah, it fit in, in your, your bunker. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, I I didn't really know the extent of that. Uh, it was right after we finished recording our last episode, or uh, we finished what around uh, New Year's Eve, I think it was, right? I think it was. It might have been January first. Yeah, I found this article about the uh, you know Jim Baker's twenty four hour home shopping network and I, I i tweeted that to mike and i was like wow god's timing is just about perfect yeah <laughs> so, yeah so uh recently we went back and i found he's got like several different channels going on i mean he's he's got his television empire back online so i'm looking at which gym- is which is amazing to me considering he went to jail he paid a lady hush money uh, he he went to jail for like accounting fraud, I think. Yeah, and now he's back. He's got his job back and has you know thousands of views on each of these episodes. Yeah, th- like this one from just last week is he's got like three thousand views or something on there. So so last night I'm watching this episode of the Jim Baker Show, right? Okay, so and you were asking me like how Trump and everything fits. So listen yeah. to how this episode goes. Yeah, the, because it, let's 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 fill the the listeners in. They they are like they have a segment about POTUS Shield, P O T U S, like President of the United States. Yeah, and it's it's so pro Trump. Yeah. I I don't know I don't know what our our well, audience well, you, is like. But. You don't know the half of it. Just wait. And, let me let me explain to you this episode. And I couldn't help but wonder what stake do these reverends and ministers and holy men have in a vulgar misogynist racist president being president what what is what is their stake yeah. in his presence why do the evangelicals support this scumbag right? yes okay i i okay so here we go i'm i'm watching this episode of jim baker last night and he's uh, and you watch the first couple minutes just now, yeah. Where he's like, "Well, you know, I got out of jail and I changed because I was reading the Bible all the time, and uh, my ideas about the end times have changed." And and yeah, they they just subtly shift into talking about the end times, right? They ease into it, right? So, <laughs> yeah, uh, on the it's called the end times ministry. It's, they show, call it the what. end times ministry. Yeah. 
So here we go. He says, I used to believe in like a pre-trib eschatology, pre-tribulation, meaning that all the Christians will be raptured before the supposed seven-year tribulation, and so we'll all be up in heaven and, and miss out on all the hell on earth that's going to happen. So they then they have this conversation. You don't see it. You, you probably wouldn't be interested in Michael. But they're going on about the different Bible verses that Jesus says and in Revelation that point to, well, no, the Christians are going to be here. The rapture is going to be post-tribulation. So that's post-trib eschatology uh, for all you keeping score out there. So, and I'm like, well, that's all right. You know, it, this might not be so bad. They're just discussing theology and everything. And so they're, they're looking at the, you know, the, these kind of charts they made up and how it fits in the Bible. And they're putting the Bible verses on the screen. I'm like, you know, this, this is so bad. You know, he's saying he's not, you know, teaching the prosperity gospel anymore. But, you know, maybe he has turned another leaf. So then he turns to this guy and says, you know, it's very interesting. Could you tell me how you predicted that President Trump was going to win the election from what you read in Revelation. Michael is stifling a laugh right now. So the guy goes on to explain, well, it has to do with the one world government. Because if you know, we have the UN who is trying to have all these sanctions against Israel, and the United Which I don't think is true at all. The United States has the one veto uh, in all these votes where they're trying to you know, put down Israel... And if Hillary had won the election, she would have been with everyone else in the world. But, you know, the Bible says that wasn't going to happen because America is going to protect Israel. It says so in the Bible. And that's how I knew that Trump was going to win. Okay. So, and Michael's like, well, how how did the Bible say that Hillary was (laughs) not going to win the election? Well, there's some imagery in Revelation, and they talk about this in the show, about um, the beast that is going to devour the child of the woman who represents Israel. Yeah, didn't Craig Robinson play him in one of our previous films? The beast. No, yeah. <laughs> so, it, and and this has been used. This imagery has been used for a long time in American history, like before the Declaration of Independence. Uh, that. Uh, there's a winged beast who comes and rescues the woman and takes it away from the dragon that's going to come after the woman who represents Israel. And because the the eagle is a symbol of America, that, okay, America is, you know, the savior of Israel now, okay? Wow, it's it's like I'm watching National Treasure all over again. Yeah. Yeah, well, in 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 the National Treasure times, back when you know this stuff was originally written, it was uh, America is the new Israel. That's what the imagery meant. But now it's changed because people's interpretation of the Bible changed, and so we're we're the protector of Israel now. All right, because President Trump, because he's such a righteous man, you know, is moving our embassy to Jerusalem. He's recognizing Jerusalem as the true capital of Israel. He is such a righteous man. He he instructs his people to veto at, uh, the UN every time they try and put sanctions against Israel. And yeah, and, and they say this. They honest to, honest to God, they say this. You know, isn't it a shame that all these people are saying all these bad things about Trump on the internet? <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, and it, it all all I 
it, what my my comment before we started recording was nothing Trump has done has been very evangelical. No, but no, but no. it has but it has been very pro rich white guy like everybody on this channel. Yeah, I, there's a lot of rich white guys here. Yeah, and. Uh, and you know Jim Baker, you know he's not gonna let a little jail time <laughs> slow him down. You know he's turning around. You know, but how does he do that? Where's this money coming from? Well, we have to stand by Israel because it, it's coming. It's coming. This tribulation. It's gonna start. There was this one thing that said this is gonna be the sign when this happens. It's when the tribulation is gonna start. So you know, for, we're, we're gonna we're gonna talk about this more after the break, and then the break comes. Yeah. Jim Baker with his youngest son Ricky, and they're they're like, "Whoa, Ricky, what do we have? What do we have today for our folks out there?" Well, we have our safety buckets. It has all the food you need for a year. All right, so it's these big like five gallon drums full of freeze dried food, right? So for you can get like one drum for like thirty five dollars. You could get four for sixty five dollars. That's enough for one person for a whole year. A whole year of food. For sixty-five dollars, or you know, for for hundred twenty, you you know, you and your wife, you know, down in your bunkers, whatever, you have a whole year of food, or you could for uh, three hundred twenty-five dollars, you can get the the tribulation pack, and that'll last you through the whole seven years, <laughs> right? <laughs> And, and so what happens? And, and for $3,000, <laughs> for $3,000, you and your whole family can wait out the tribulation. We'll get, we even, we're throwing free shipping even an extra couple years. So it'll be nine years of food for $3,000. Yeah. What were you going to ask me? I'm sorry. What happens in 2025 when... Seven years have passed, and you haven't started on your tribulation food. Oh, it has a shelf life of 15 years. Oh, it does. Okay, yeah. so what happens in... Uh, <laughs> crap, I can't do You're gonna be 18 plus 15? 33? Gonna... What happens in 2033 when you got seven years of food left? I, I guess you got to... So, like, in eight years, you got to start eating it, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because then... It'll last for seven, so the last little bit will still be good in 15 years. Yeah. Okay. So as long as you have your doomsday right. shelter. And then do you, have to, do you have to spend another $3,000 then? If, if we're still around. Okay. <laughs> if society is still okay. standing. But, you know, you have to ask fast because we're not making this anymore. So mm. They're like, next week we're not going to have oh. the, the, the well, buckets anymore. All right, so, so anybody... You know, if you if you tuned in to wow. see what the two of us had to say about this, and you're like you're agog that that this is you know we are opposed to this uh, public service announcement. Uh, BJ's wholesale clubs have the same sort of thing. It still costs hundreds of dollars, but wow. you know, okay. you can still get it off of P- you know you don't have to get it on PTL. <laughs> Just yeah. so you know, but but that's how he's. That's yeah. B- building his new empire. Wow. So, uh, um, has it ever occurred to these people that uh, folks like you and me might think that Trump could cause the end times? I mean, are they? What are they doing to prevent it? You know, they have foreseen and done nothing, as Gandalf says. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Do, do they want yeah, I, the end times? I'm uh, not. I'm. I'm a little fuzzy on that. 
I don't. Yeah, well, to die is gain, but to live is Christ. So, you know, I, I'm good either way. I'm not gonna worry <laughs> about. I'm not gonna worry about the tribulation. I'm not gonna worry about having enough food for the tribulation. I'd rather be out helping other people. Uh, do you know? I'll, I'll be teaching them about God, and then rather than hunkered in my bunker, yeah, trying to so- wait out. It, because what if I'm in my bunker and Christ comes and I miss it? <laughs> There's no there's no DVR for the rapture. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's it's like that scene in This is the End where they come yeah. back to the party and nothing happened. <laughs> Did you guys see anything happen? No, man. <laughs> oh boy. So that's what Jim Baker's up to now. Um, I just, I, Ernest Angley. Okay, yeah, let's a, talk. Let's talk some about Ernest Angley. What? What? You watched a little bit. Of I Ernest watched. Angel. What did you see? I watched like an over an hour today, and it was. It, Ernest Angley's over ninety years old now, and so what I saw was an associate pastor at his mega church in Akron. Yeah, hosting this show, and it was him and. The, the first half hour, they were different programs, the or I think different episodes of the same show. I'm I'm not entirely okay. sure, and the, the the first half hour that I watched was him and some lady read. She was reading letters from people in Africa who had seen Ernest Angley on a mission, and they were writing you know, one one lady, and I they all kind of sounded the same. My dubious nature and my skepticism make me wonder if they were legitimate. So were they saying that, that Ernest Angley is in Africa right now? No, no. He's okay. retired. Yeah, okay. And so this these is were, from I don't. If, if these letters were really written from people in Africa, they were from a while ago. Okay. They said that they saw the Reverend on a mission one lady had AIDS and hepatitis B, two incurable conditions. And her her child, she found out she was pregnant. But later on, after she went to the mission, her husband didn't have any of these symptoms, any, any of the diseases. And after she went to the mission, she tested negative for everything. Praise Jesus. And And then, you know, she'd read a letter like that. And then the guy would come back on and talk about, yeah, the the reverend, he, he just inspires people. He goes to Africa, and they they love him in Africa, and he just spreads love and joy. Did and you th- did you see Ernest Angley in no, the episode? No, that's interesting. Okay, keep um, going. And so that went on for a half hour. She read, and then they cut away and have a song from a gospel group in the studio. Did it look like they were actually singing the song? Yes, but it didn't look like there was an audience. It looked like it sounded like the the clapping was piped in afterward. Yeah, at, at least during the musical numbers, it uh-huh. looked like it looked like there might have been an audience during the the taping because at least they showed one during the intro to the next episode. Yeah. Uh, but that looked like an episode, like an audience from like 1988 <laughs> to me when I looked at when I watched that. It looked like I didn't, an old opening. I suppose that's possible. The intro said, "Here's your host, Ernest Angley," and okay. then the guy came out and introduced himself as not Ernest Angley. Yes, yeah. it, it was Steve something. Yeah, I don't know what to make of it because I don't know if those letters were real. 
it, it, it because they all kind of read the same. Yeah, and, and given the nature of the movie we just watched, it, yeah, it it, it it puts that little doubt yeah. in your brain. Man, I don't I don't know because it wasn't a hard sell like on the PTL, the Jim Baker show, yeah, where they were selling stuff. Yeah. Yeah, everything. They, I mean, they were they were saying, you know, donate, donate five dollars for a Bible. You know, they weren't. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't focused so much on the giving. Right. But on the other hand, that's kind of the whole point. Because why else are they yeah. on TV? Yeah. They have a huge building in Akron. Yeah. That does not have a maintenance staff that works for free and yeah. does not have an office staff yeah, that works for free. They have the uh, cathedral buffet up there or a restaurant that I love some buffet. Yeah. Um I've heard some things in the past where they they had like a sex offender working at the buffet who was like attacking women in the parking lot. Mm, so yeah. the, there was was there was some kind of scandal or something involving him. Yeah, like a, he a was, while like when I was still at the newspaper. Yeah, there's a couple things that I found. Uh, and again, he, I I wish I had had the time to do a lot more research because there's there's like an expose to be done. Yeah, about uh, this well, between between what Jim Baker's got going on and yeah, well, all the he, stuff about Ernest. What, that I I admit yeah. I am less informed than I wish I. Yeah, there was, was. A, yeah there was a woman in Chicago who really couldn't take care of herself. She was hoarding stuff, and Ernest Angley sent one of his singers out there to visit her, and then came yeah. back with like a three hundred thousand dollar check. Oh, so yeah, there was some fleecing going on. Ah, also alleged, uh, alleged fleecing. Um, well, they, the the county it, it was taking care of the woman in Chicago. Found out about this and sued him to get the money back. I don't know the results of that because the news report just said it was happening. Oh, there was another one where he was accused of telling women to have abortions and men to have vasectomies. But he said, well, I never said that. I may have suggested to some men that they get some vasectomies, but I never told any woman to get any abortions. So that was like, you know, hearsay, I guess. But uh, I don't know what he's also he also had this like huge jet sitting in the Akron Canton Airport. I mean, like a huge jumbo two story. Yeah. To get to Africa. Yeah. Yeah. It as one does. Yeah. And, you know, how how did he get the money for that? I think you know, we know how he got yeah. the money for that. Yeah, but uh, but he's he's not the same as he used to be. Like you said, he's over ninety. He yeah, said. they said on the show he was up over ninety. Yeah, and I, I had to I had to go back a couple yeah. weeks to find like an episode where he was on it. Yeah. Like he used to come out and introduce me. Happy Jesus morning to you. You, you know, are everyone is special to God. Yes. Yes. And I heard that like six times in an hour. Oh yeah, and but I didn't see that Ernest Angley. I saw the current Ernest Angley yeah. is n- n- a shadow of his former self. Unfortunately, he looked like he was having trouble reading the Bible verse and was preaching just very softly and very calmly about the importance of tithing and giving to God what's His. Give your first fruits, and it was he was. Not as energetic and charismatic as he used to be, 
So I think that's, yeah, time creeps up on all of us. <laughs> uh, what, is, so. what does that have to do with? He's just not, he's just, I, that's, he's just not, his, well, his yeah, empire is. Well, yeah, long enough, that's what happens. Yeah, his, his, what, he's, he's not, he's like compared to Jim Baker, who's yeah. reinvented himself and looked yeah, at the Jim, world and really. Yeah, Jim Baker, I'll give him this, he looks a fraction of his real age. He's 78 yeah. and he looks like he's about 65. Yeah, and he, he's he's with the times, man. Yeah. I I think Ernest Angley is still the, part of that. The end times. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but Ernest Angley is part of the old guard. You know, he's he hasn't learned yeah. any new tricks. Yeah. So what uh, is, what is your take on Ernest Angley and d- delivering the like just in general? Is it about the money? Is it about the word? See, that's a thing. It's hard to judge a person's heart, and is especially when we know the the glitz and the glamour, and it, like in the movie, you know, you know it's fake. When you're a faker, you know how to spot the genuine article, and yeah. and if and like he says in the moral of the story, there, if 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 the job's getting done, what does it matter if it's fake or real, and. It even says in the Bible, and uh, let me pull up my yeah, pause my Bible f- for you. Pause for uh, Bible research. You don't have the Bible memorized? Not yet, oh, sir. I'm God. working on it. <laughs> but here's from Philippians chapter 1, verse 15. I bet if there was a prog rock song about the Bible, you'd have it memorized. <laughs> I, I'm working on it. <laughs> right. I'm working on it. It's like, uh, no, it's no. There was that song. It was uh, Spinal <laughs> Tap's first album. <laughs> you know, actually, Genesis' first album was uh, <laughs> Genesis to Revelation. So yeah. Um, anyways, uh, Philippians chapter one verse fifteen. Some indeed preach Christ from envy and rivalry, but others from goodwill. The latter do it out of love, knowing that I'm put here for the defense of the gospel. The former proclaim Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, but thinking to afflict me in my imprisonment. What then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is proclaimed, and in that I rejoice. So this is Paul writing to the Philippians. Paul saying, I'll take it. I don't care. I don't care what their motivations are as long as Christ is being preached. And like what, like in the movie. Yeah. Who cares? Well, I, I disagree. I care. Fake is fake. Wrong is wrong. Motivation counts. Yeah, because what does what does Steve Martin say when yeah. he, the kid says, well, "What difference does it make?" He says, "Kid, it makes all the difference in the world." Yeah, and as opposed to us, when we look at someone who's supposed to be representing God, we want to yeah. see someone who is uh, full of integrity and honesty and representing those things that we look to God, especially yeah. truth. And if we see a lie behind the facade of reality, then w- it's like I don't want any part of that, and I think in the long run it shuts people off yeah. from wanting to do have anything to do with Jesus. So I I still feel like I I didn't get an answer to my question. I think I think we both agree that Jim Baker is to be discounted. Yeah, and even this the show from March twentieth that has twenty seven hundred views, and two of those are Robert and me. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, like, he doesn't have the hugest audience on YouTube. No. 
what what do you think about Ernest Angley? I think his time is about up. I, think I mean, it was is up he sincere? He, what what I I think I think he was sincere, but I think he was like, well, if I can have this benefit too. You know, he because he was part. I mean, he came He's, up with that old guard of, you know, Jim Baker and all that. But I don't. I don't think he ever went like nationwide. No, you know? I don't think but so. But he still has a huge double jet. You know, so I. I don't know. I. That's, I yeah, that's that's what I keep coming back to. I. I don't know. Yeah, because you you watch that show and it, to me. I don't know it's just so old fashioned. You have the the gospel singers come out, and it's all the music is all canned. It seems like they're all lip syncing. I don't see any band. I see some monitors on the stage to, so they could hear and perform. And like you said, you didn't. Think yeah, there was I think the an audience there. I think the music might be pre recorded. I, yeah. I got the impression it they sounds, were actually singing, but I don't think anybody else was in the. It's too perfect. It sounds almost auto tuned to me. <laughs> and uh, yeah. It, it, it's one of those things. I think it's part of the dying breed of the, the old televangelist. You know, where just the the threat of damnation of your soul is enough to get you to fork over your money. Uh, Jim Baker has he's definitely tied it into modern day politics and into the the zeitgeist of the the current evangelical, very conservative thinking that. Oh, the world is going to hell. Just strap in because Jesus is coming. You know, <laughs> it's just, we could just hold on till he gets here. Then you know everything will be all right. You know, Do if we if we vote the right way, we can make sure that this happens sooner rather than later. Like we can manipulate God somehow <laughs> into okay. We've fulfilled all these prophecies for you, God. It's time for you to show up. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> You know, do you feel like there is a place for proper televangelism that can be separated from mega churches, extravagant wealth, double decker jets? Yeah. Well, there's. Are we ever going to see that? Well, there's. Or is it always going to be people yeah. like this? Well, there's the new breed in um, Joel Olstein. Oh him. Yeah, we di- we didn't delve into Joel no. Olstein, but that's that's like a whole new uh, He's not really a televangelist though, is he? I've heard of him. I yeah. like I know he has books. He has a church. He and talks about God. Yeah. But he's not like these guys who really harp on Jesus. And that's a lot of the criticism a lot of people have of Joel Olstein is he's more like Aust- I think uh, it's Austin. Aust- I don't think there's an L. Oh, I, I've been saying it wrong for years. Then, Joel Austin. Anyways, he he's to me he's more like a self help guru, you know, with a little bit of God in there. So you know, you know Wiki- Wikipedia calls him a televangelist. No, oh, well, if Wikipedia says it. Yeah, is, is it? Austin's televised sermons okay, are seen Austin. by over seven million viewers weekly and twenty million monthly in over one hundred countries. His sermons also broadcast 24 hours a day on Sirius XM, Channel 128. He has written seven New York Times bestsellers. Yeah. All right. I, Wow, we kind of whiffed this one. Uh, yeah. Well, that that's a whole new can of worms. Man, yeah. Because that's tied into the whole megachurch thing. Yeah. And... And when we there's a lot to say on that, but that like I said, that's a whole different animal that we're getting into, it, it, which is kind of 
a new a new layer a, a step above you know what we were looking at in leap of faith and <laughs> you know the old guard televangelist because the other show i watched was um 700 club and i used to watch yeah. this like let's see about 15 years ago my wife and I used to watch it regularly because uh, really well, there's nothing else on during the middle of the I day. I remember that <laughs> used to be on. That used to be on like in the middle of the day when I was a kid. Yeah. And I always thought it was weird that like we we went to church, but my parents didn't watch the 700 Club. And as I got older, I realized it's because it was so negative. Yeah. Yeah. I was watching some of that last night as well. And is Pat Robertson still on that or is he on every once in a while? I read an article where he praised the kids who did the 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 walking the protests, the Mm -hmm. walked out of schools protesting the gun laws and stuff. Um, So he was so he is on there every once in a while. But it's mostly his son, Gordon Robertson, and um, the other lady who co-hosted with him for years and years. But it's the same sort of stuff. I mean, they rhetoric. The word is rhetoric. Yes. Yes, rhetoric. Uh, they start out with, kind of like Jim Baker, where they scare you with the end times. They start out with talking about the summit between North Korea and China, and they show the two leaders shaking hands. It was funny because the <laughs> the the guy reporting the story, you know, because they 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 see themselves as sort of a a news program with. You know, reporters that yeah. go out and get the stories, and they're telling the story. And I don't think Gordon thought he was really hyping it up enough. So he says, I, I just need to say something a little more about that. And he's, like, pouring on, like, well, if this happens, you know, this is going to be so bad, and da 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 <laughs> Yeah. It, uh. And so then they do. Then they had, like, an interview with Roma Downey. They, th- this is, like, their pattern. They have, like, scary news segment. Then uh, a couple stories of uh, faith and how God's working in people's lives. Then they have uh, like 10 or 15 minutes at the end where they they do the letter reading uh, where people, you know, like a Dear Abby sort of thing. And they'll like pray for people or give them advice and and stuff. And that that's how it's been forever. And it's going to be like that forever because I was just reading an article. Um, I'll post it on the show notes where they made a deal with the station that no matter who owns it, they have that time slot, that like 10 to 11 time slot in the morning and two more during the day. So it started out as like their own network and then it got bought out by Fox and then ABC. Now it's called Freeform. And they tried to buy them out because they wanted that airtime. It's like $47 million of airtime that they use every year. And so Disney, you know, they had $4 billion to give Lucas. So they apparently they threw a lot of money at Pat Robertson, and he said no. <laughs> I, want my, I want my, yeah, I want my airtime. Wow. So wow, so that I think, and watching some of the stuff on Seven Hundred Club, I I think they're the most genuine. If, yeah, if, but if it's, it's on all, a scale, they're not. They're, it's I don't all, think it's all anti though. Yeah, it's all anti this and anti yeah, that. And there was, uh, I think, was it a Variety or a New York Times article? One of the guys who used to produce the show when I watched it like in the late nineties, early two thousands, he wrote a book where he kind of, he's like, I'm, I need to make up to all the Christians. I apologize for what we did because we set up the kind of uh, political news reporting atmosphere that led to the kind of uh, fear mongering, which allowed Trump to be elected president. 
Wow. We we established the 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 pattern that like Fox News copied and allowed that this to happen. So so yeah, it, he's like <laughs> on an apology tour. So uh, would that be former Seven Hundred Club producer? I knew where the line was, but that didn't stop us. Yes, yeah. He's he's got a book yeah. coming out. Uh, yeah. His name is Terry Heaton. Yeah. The Gospel of the Self: How Jesus Joined the GOP. Yep. Yep. That's the one. Yeah. Okay. I I think I think I'm gonna pick that up and put it on my reading list. Okay. That's that's interesting. So, what's your final judgment on the televangelist? Oh man, <laughs> I I. I'm sorry I didn't take the time. There's, we could do literally a whole show. There's a rabbit hole. This yeah. is a rabbit hole, man. Yeah. You could dive down in and get lost. And yeah, and fall on your just, your doomsday I, bunker and never get back out yeah. until the tribulation's over. <laughs> and hopefully you haven't run out of seven <laughs> years of food by then. Yeah, we need our um, the veggicini alfredo. Yeah. And, and uh, the the black bean burgers, the black just bean burgers. Because, just because you're a vegetarian doesn't mean you can't have protein during the tribulation. That's right. That's that's almost <laughs> almost exactly what it says. Um, oh boy. I, oh, man, I just uh, it, it's it's all bad for you. I mean, if don't don't watch this stuff because then it just it it rots your brain and it makes you paranoid. And this is not how. There's a line I, I've been listening to some Jesus Christ Superstar because Jesus Christ Superstar Live is going to be on tomorrow on Easter Sunday, and I'm like I can't tell you yes. how giddy I am. Yes, um, I think we'll be doing that for our next <laughs> I episode. Think, so. I think so. Yeah. Um, and there's a line in the the title song: Israel in 4 BC had no mass communication. This is why. <laughs> <laughs> Because because oh, it stops yeah. it's it Speak stops truth, brother. it stops being about the word and it starts being about look at me I'm on TV give me money so I can keep being on TV. Speak the truth. <sighs> Amen, Man. brother. Amen. That's that's it's that's all. Let's let's wrap it up. <laughs> I, yeah, my my advice is uh, turn off the YouTube, turn off your TV, put down your phone. Go to your actual church. Hang out with some real people. Make some friends. Make some brothers and sisters in Christ. Do some good in your neighborhood. Even um, if it's even if it's Ernest Angley's mega church. At least he's yeah. you know, at least there's something tangible yeah. there. Not like order the end times seven year buffet. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you about the experience I had yesterday. Before I was watching all this stuff, we had a service at our church. We take turns hosting our Good Friday service at different churches in the Akron area from our uh, denomination. So we had five churches there, and one is a new church. The pastor used to be a heroin addict, all right? Everybody in this church used to be a drug addict. But pe- they're being freed from their addiction to the power of Jesus Christ. And this, is, this isn't this is like the, you know, slap on the head, you fall down trembling sort of These are people who are going through this stuff relying solely on the power of the Holy Spirit to get through every day to fight their addiction. And it's working. We had we had the Hmong church there, people who used to live in uh, Vietnam who came over to America, and followers of Jesus Christ. We had uh, Akron Alliance, a predominantly African-American church. There's Cross Point and Riverside who are 
predominantly Caucasian Americans. And so we're all coming together. And, you know, we have our ESL program at our church. So we we had uh, lots of people from that come. Uh, some friends of ours uh, from Japan were there with their son. And it was just wonderful to see with all the division between uh, race relations in our nation today, the drugs are just ruining our neighborhoods. To see that flipped on its head and see God actually work in our community, like on the street, not just, oh, I, I hope that, you know, that Jesus doesn't come until after the tribulation. I hope he comes before so we don't have to. No, we're doing some good right now in the world, with, and we're establishing relations with real people, helping them out, helping them help other people who really need help. And that's what it's about. That's about not not throwing some money at some white guy so you can, you know, stock up your bunker. It's about helping anybody and everybody who is searching after Jesus Christ, searching for something better in their lives. And so I don't mean to, like, boast about my own church and what's going on, but because this is just one night out of the year. And we should be doing this all the time. <laughs> but but just for this one night to have all these people from all these different backgrounds and all these different problems come together and praise Jesus was just great. So, and to me, that's what it's all about. It's not about getting something, you know, having God perform for you and do this thing for you. It's, you know, what can I do to God and help, help him in his mission to heal our world? Well no. put. Well put. Word. <laughs> All right. Re- really Recovered. Yeah. That's what... I'm sorry. I remember the name. Really Recovered is the ministry. You can look it up online. They're doing some great work in the Akron area. All right. Well, I think... I, I didn't touch on it before, and I didn't think of it until you mentioned healings, but there was a clip of, like, Ernest Angley trying to do healings on one of his Africa missions. I don't know what oh, to think about that. Yeah, because it looked just like it what they like did. like a leap of faith. Yeah. Yeah, because... Yeah, uh, well, and, like, Steve Martin did his research. Yeah, <laughs> like obviously he's yeah. not. So I I don't know. Yeah, there's right, some of that trickery involved. So, yeah. but but then maybe he had a case where it was like, what happened to Steve Martin when the boy walked? You know, <laughs> who knows? Yeah. Who knows? I guess God knows. Yeah, he knows what he he knows how he he works. We don't always know. Yeah. All right. So. Uh, what uh, what are we doing for next time? I mean, we just said what we're doing for TV Corner. What are we doing for yeah. what film? Are well, we, doing? we we have a, a couple w- of choices. Yeah. Well, we had the opportunity last month to see a sneak preview of um, Paul Apostle of Christ. So by yeah, the time are we gonna want to talk about that after it's come and gone? Yeah, we'll be coming out in video. You want to do like another one then too? You want to <sighs> maybe see uh, if ne- by next time you can uh, see? Uh, I could only imagine. No, you don't want to watch it. <laughs> Absolutely not. You want you want to pretend like you did, and we'll talk about it anyways. No, because <laughs> there, there's uh, like a smorgasbord of these yeah. movies out. Yeah, it's who'd have thought six years well, ago, oh, seven years ago. You want to watch? You want to watch Samson? You wanted to watch that? I could sit through it. Okay, let's let's do Samson for next time. Oh, will it be it out? Sh- I'm sure. It, 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 yeah, it should be out by uh, next time. So because that ca- that came out. We watched that in February. All right, maybe we can do another like roundup, uh, like a, a Paul Samson. Yeah. And yeah did you did you or did you not see? I can only imagine. I, I did see it. Yeah. yeah. Did you hate it? Actually, no. Okay. Just every review I read hated it. Yes. Okay. 
Yeah, it, that that one is. Uh, I guess we'll talk about it. We'll talk about that. I'll we'll, save. I'll save. I'll hold on right. to that, and you we'll can see. tune in. Maybe I'll. If you we'll don't, see. if you don't want to watch, I could talk about the because I I feel that you would agree with a lot of the like the AV Club that guy seemed to have your tone of voice yeah. when he like I've he never even that. I've never even heard this song. Yeah. Oh, I've heard it a lot. It, it was kind <laughs> of, it's the most played contemporary Christian music song of oh, all time. It is. Remember when God God bless Dolores O'Riordan. Um, I love the cranberries. And oh uh, yeah, that was a. a but remember when Zombie came out? Yeah, and they overplayed that song. Yeah, and you got totally sick of it. But then it's the first song everybody thought of when she died. Yeah, and it's a great song. Yeah, like I, it was about five years ago. I was watching a special on Irish singers, and they were talking about U two, and um, Glenn Hansard, and uh, Van Morrison, and the Dolores O'Riordan. And I was like, oh. so I went back and I listened to the, like Cranberry's Greatest Hits. I'm like, these are awesome songs, especially yeah. Zombie, especially when you know what it's about. Yeah, and I was like, it's fantastic. I I had yeah. I had to get oh I had to wait ten years for that song, but but anyways, <laughs> on Christian radio, <laughs> I can That's... imagine was like Zombie. I oh. can only imagine. I mean, they played okay. that like every hour on the hour, and it, it was like, oh, I can't listen to the song anymore. So, but it's been it's been like ten years or so since that song came out. So, you know, watching the movie it wasn't so bad. So, that's my that's my analogy for that. All right, you know what? Let's yeah. So let's let's, let's pencil. Let's let's say we'll we will talk about some movie or combination of movies. Yeah. And then in TV corner we'll do Jesus Christ Superstar Live. Yes. Yeah. So we'll see either. Yeah, we're gonna either we're gonna, Samson. Yeah. I uh, was trying to look up on my phone. Well, let, but then... let, let's do Samson and a movie to be named later. All right. <laughs> possibly Paul. Possibly I can only imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Right, there's there's a, some... Like I said, we've we've had a smorgasbord of the faith-based movies lately. Maybe it's probably because it's around Easter time. Like yeah, that's when maybe. all the horror movie comes out about Halloween time. Yeah. It just so. it's just up for pre-order on iTunes. It doesn't have a date. Yeah. And I'll say it again. I've said it a, cu- a couple episodes now. Who who would have thought when we were doing. A Superman episode um, yeah. back in 2011 <laughs> that we'd have an embarrassment of riches <laughs> yeah. to choose from. It's a it's, sign of the times. Yes. Maybe the end times are coming. Maybe that's. <laughs> maybe Jim Baker's right. Yeah. All right, on that note, <laughs> this is Robert saying keep the faith. And Mike saying peace out. <laughs>